Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a podcast where we watch an episode of Parks and Recreation, and then we talk about it. We converse, if you will. My name is Jason, and I'm joined all the way across town by the power of the internet by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Oh, hello. How, how are you doing today? I am well. I am glad to be back home after international travel. Um, and, uh, yeah, getting back into the rhythm and it's a beautiful summer day. It's awesome today. And I'm going to do everything I can to stay, to stay inside. inside. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how are you, Jeremy? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one time, awesome. one time my friend and I were in a boat and it almost tipped over, <laughs> but then it didn't. <laughs> how are, how are you doing? <laughs> oh man oh jeremy this this show it gets you it gets like, me i love it that's why it's why i'm here like like leslie buying <laughs> socks for jerry this show gets you that's right so yeah ben is, um, ben is my spirit animal that's for sure <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely uh well uh let's uh let's talk about this this episode guys um we are looking at season five, episode 17. The title that they have given it is Partridge. The title that I'm giving this episode is Ice Clown. Um, and Partridge, as you as you, listener, as you may know, is where Ben was elected kid president when he was 18, according to John Ralphio. And uh, and things did not go well. So we're going to see a little bit of the fallout from that 20 years later. Uh, but then we also have a story with Ron getting sued by Jeremy Jam and Chris and Anne having made the decision to have a baby together, trying to figure out whether or not they're compatible. It feels like they got those things backwards. So uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, so, uh, Jeremy, what do you say? We, we talk about the Anne and Chris story first, and then we uh, talk about Ron's story, and then we wrap it up with Leslie and Ben. How's that sound? That sounds great. Good. Good. I I knew you would say yes because we talked uh -huh. about it before we hit record. But I wanted to give right. the listener a overview of where we're going, um, just so they don't feel lost and confused later, like Andy when okay. uh, when Tom pretends to be injured. I don't want I don't want the listener to have that kind of experience of anxiety. And so what well, helps me too because sometimes I forget what we're doing. Yeah, so that's good. I know. Probably I know. Like, pro probably like Andy. Like he knew what was happening before he started, and then it just got too real for him. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. My kids and I have been watching Stranger Things, and it's one of those things that I've been putting off until I felt like they were actually ready to deal with the scariness of it all. Um, sure. And, you know, my son is 16. My daughter is going to be 14 in a couple months. So I was like, all right, you guys are ready. Um, and then I watched season four while I was traveling. Oh. And, I, and I was like, I don't know <laughs> if you guys go? are ready. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so um, they're watching it now. And uh, I, I, I warned them, like, it's very intense. And after the first episode, my daughter comes to me. She's like, Dad, you didn't tell me it was that intense. I was like, how, <laughs> how, how can I be more clear? Very intense. So anyway, um, yeah. So let's uh, talk about Chris and Ann. We okay. meet them. They're in the Parks Department office in the little common area, which seems like a break room for most people. Um, now, why are they in the parks department office? This is the big question that I have because neither Anne nor Chris actually work for the parks department. Chris has his own office in the building. He could do all of this there, but they're doing this in the parks department common area. And uh, what are they doing? Um, they are doing a, like a personality assessment. Um, and Chris being the competitive person is like, are you done? Are we done? Did we win? <laughs> <laughs> and and like you can't win at this um and uh and chris is like well you can win at anything i won an organic organic gardening contest um and donna is there she's like who are you competing against my own taste buds so yeah chris will <laughs> gamify anything um that's right yeah and so we get a talking head from ann talking about how they're going to do this personality assessment um and it's this online quiz that the fertility counselor uh gave to them um and uh and so they're doing the assessment and um, Anne runs the numbers and their co-parenting score is 58% compatibility. Oh. oh, yeah. 
Now, I don't, is that that's not good, is it? That's not good. Now, Jeremy, you're a, a professor at a regional college. I'm a professor <laughs> at a local institution. Um, in our grading rubric, uh, yeah, fifty eight percent is solidly in the F plus window. <laughs> yeah, or uh, minus. Yeah, F minus. Yeah, uh, we. We call that a 0.0 in my grade book. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you should have just skipped the rest of your class. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, and so Chris is like, oh, that's not amazing. Or Anne says, that's not amazing. Chris is like, oh, I think it's fantastic. It's the best we could have hoped for. And then we hear Donna (laughs) in the background going, oh, I just filled it out for fun. Chris and I are 81% compatible. (laughs) And and you could see uh, uh, the faces of Chris and Anne. Like they're like, what? But then uh, Jerry uh, speaks up like I couldn't resist. Anne and I got 84%. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and Anne's like, this sucks. And Chris is like, yes, we did not win. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I do love, I mean, the reason they did, I, you, why they did this in the common area is to put Don and Donna and Jerry in the story. Right? Sure, sure. And, yeah. and it totally pays off. But the actual reality of the situation is like, there's no reason they should do this here. So this intensely personal thing that they like are trying to figure out about whether or not they can be co-parents and be compatible. Um, they're just doing this in a common area with a couple of goofballs listening in. So, um, well, we, we usually do like our will planning down at third place books. So I don't think it's a lot different than that, you know, down in the common or at a library, just kind of, yeah, you know, well, I mean, you, you, uh, you don't want to buy a lot the of, estate planning book. You can go to third place no. and just borrow it off the shelf for a little bit and then put it back. Exactly. So I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, yeah, my estate planning would be a, a really a short meeting because um, I don't have much of an estate. So, um, yeah. Step one, know if get estate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which state do I want? Um, I'm gonna, <laughs> I like this one. <laughs> I like Delaware. I'm good. I've never been there, but <laughs> oh. it, sounds, it sounds kind of fun. Um, hey, look, everyone, we're in Delaware. <laughs> you know, you can buy Wayne's World 1 and 2 on iTunes for $10 right now. <laughs> so, I love that you got I love that. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> I, I didn't think that information. <laughs> I didn't think my so many people like, of, what are you guys even talking about right now? <laughs> I didn't think the fact that I knew that would ever come up. <laughs> It was one of, I laughed so hard the first time I saw, I like, this is so dumb, but it just, it struck a chord with me. And yeah, all these years later, here we are. We're in Delaware. <laughs> we're in Delaware. Yeah. But I was literally just scanning through iTunes. Uh, Cause I was like, I wonder if I can buy the original series of Star Trek for cheap right now. Um, and I couldn't, it's too expensive. And so then I, uh, I looked around and like the bundle deals and Wayne's world one and two, 10 bucks. It's a good deal. Um, I didn't buy it yet. Great, con- great consolation prize. Yeah. Um, my wife asked me the other day, is Wayne's World funny? Because like her, <sighs> oh. her co-workers were probably talking about it. And I said, yes, I don't think you would like it. <laughs> 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 she didn't respond right away. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so out in the uh, now they're, they, they, they take their sadness out into the courtyard because uh, they don't want Donna and Jerry to uh, pipe in on whether or not they can uh, be good co-parents. Uh, and so, uh, Chris is like, look, it's a silly quiz. Um, but it is discouraging that we did so poorly. And so Anne has it as an idea and it's old school. And she mentions about it in a, a talking head earlier, but she's like, I bought a dozen eggs at the grocery store. I think we should do that thing where we pretend to be parents and Chris is on board and Anne looks in her bag and she's like, I don't see them. Uh, and then she realizes she left her dozen babies at the grocery store. <laughs> So uh, she bought a dozen babies and immediately abandoned them. And then he's like, well, we can do anything. And so then he picks up a mug off the table. It's like, we can use this mug and the handle breaks right away. So <laughs> uh, if you're into omen thinking, they, these are not good omens uh, for uh, Chris and Anne. But they're committed to one another. They're going to make this thing work as best they can. So they go to Dr. Van Dyne, the, the uh, fertility counselor, um, and talking about how they didn't do very well. Um, and, uh, and Chris is like, uh, he says, it's not like we failed. We got a 58%, which as I'm saying, it sounds very clearly like we failed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's sinking in finally. Yeah. 
so the doctor uh van dyne uh says like all right well let's do a kind of word association thing you say the first thing that pops to your mind and every question she asks is they have a different answer for so um with gender uh chris says boy and says girl religion chris says buddhist and Anne says whatever whatever he wants, he wants. Like, oh whatever he wants <laughs> um <laughs> which is what's funny here in this is Anne said girl in her first response in the response to buddhist she changed her answer to whatever he wants oh. um yeah you know and so like she's trying to play the game as well with chris like okay he said boy uh and so i'm gonna try to like veer my answers into his realm um and the best though is uh okay how about occupation and says teacher chris says six times champion <laughs> yeah um that is heartbreaking uh, <laughs> oh, oh, revelation yeah. <laughs> that you that you just brought up uh, brought up here um <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the Lance it's it's Tour de France season right now as we're recording this. I watched the race this morning. It was a great race, um, great stage, and uh, we, I was so into Lance Armstrong when he was winning the tour. I was like, yes, excellent, so good. And then to find out that he's a lying cheater who broke up with Cheryl Crow, I just can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't. So well, I I don't know what you're more upset about that he lied and cheated or broke up with Cheryl Crow. Um, yes, I'm still processing this. <laughs> <laughs> the lying and cheating um so yeah. i think i think once cheryl crow came out and said that we should only use one square of toilet paper i was kind of over both of them so i was like you know she said whatever mm -hmm. oh yeah like for all purposes one square <laughs> i think yeah yeah that was a that was a thing well she's probably got like a fancy bidet or something <laughs> so I don't, I don't know she's rich all she wants to do is have some fun. So whatever. Yeah, with one with one square toilet paper, I guess. It doesn't sound like a lot of fun to me. It's one square, but she has a forty-eight ply. So, <laughs> it's strong stuff. She gets it from Sweden. Um, so uh, then the doctor is just like, "Are you guys total strangers?" <laughs> is this is one of those Craigslist father situations. Like, there's like, no, we uh, totally we know each other quite well, and Anne's like, we used to date, but we broke up because we weren't compatible. <laughs> so, um, and then the the uh, the doctor's like, "Well, how about one more test?" And Chris is so on board; he loves assessments, right? He loves and wants to win. He's like, "Let's let's do it." And Anne's response: "Let's not." <laughs> so, things are not going well. So, uh, the future moves on here, and. Chris comes in to see Anne and like, look, uh, things did not go well, uh, but I found a new quiz we should take. And Anne's like, look, I think if this is all just telling us this might be a bad idea and uh, and <laughs> agrees to do the assessment. And it has one question. Will you love your, our child and work hard to see that he or she has a good life? And uh, and Chris uh, is like, that's all that matters. And so Anne marks yes. And Chris oh, also whew. reveals that he marked no which was weird no uh he marked yes and so they're 100 compatible on what matters really um and and chris is like you're gonna be the world's best mom and then in what is one of the most awkward moments uh in any person's journey with pregnancy um chris puts his hand on Anne's stomach and and has to remind him there's nothing in there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so weird. So weird. This is one of the one of the reasons I'm glad I am a man is because no one has ever done that to me. <laughs> like, oh, I, I was going to say, so you can just go around and like touching people. No, I would die. I would so die <laughs> if somebody came up to me and I was like, oh, there's a baby in there. If I was, I don't know how women don't murder more people. Like it sounds yeah. awful. So, that's illegal. Mostly. I guess that's the main reason. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's Anne and uh, and Chris's journey. Um, but then we also have Ron and Ron's story is great in this in this whole uh, episode. Um, and it starts with the cold open because a man comes in looking for Ronald Ulysses Swanson and Ron, because he values privacy, says uh, he stepped out. Can I take a message? And the, the person says, yeah, he just won a free dinner from St. Elmo's Steakhouse. And Ron celebrates. He's like, I'm Ron Swanson. Like, I, 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 this is me. And then he hands him the envelope. He's like, you've been served. Have a nice day. So, um, great. I don't uh, like you. <laughs> yeah. But I respect uh, the effort. 
Yeah, it's such a great move. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I would imagine people who have to serve papers do this sort of thing probably all the time. <laughs> Like, mm -hmm. that they they know who it is and but they have to actually like give them the actual papers so um yeah they've got all kinds of tricks of it uh and so tom's like what is that uh is it a subpoena and um and he's like which ex-wife is suing you and ron's like neither it's jeremy jam who's uh not pleased that i punched him in the face on the night of leslie's wedding so <laughs> he's suing for thirteen thousand for orthodontic surgery six thousand for enamel Sounds repair good. And forty six right. million for psychological damage, <laughs> yeah. and and Andy is like standing there with like his head like on, hand on his head like overwhelmed like that seems about right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, April, her response is, "We should just sue his parents for spawning a human turd burger." Um, and Andy is like, "Let me help you. Let me be your lawyer. I'll delay everything. Object to everything. You'll never have to pay. Problem solved." Um, but Ron commits to. Uh, representing himself as he does in all legal matters and livestock auctions <laughs> so um yeah so the they are gonna go on this uh or well before i go too far tom is amazed that ron doesn't isn't like super angry as he's saying this and then you hear a loud yell and a smash in ron's office and he has crashed his bat through the wall and he's just like april could you call maintenance please <laughs> so <laughs> calm cool run so they're at the the uh place where they're going to do the deposition and uh jeremy comes in while R tom and uh ron and andy and april are waiting in the lobby um and uh jeremy's or jeremy jam's whole thing is he's, he's the worst and he comes in like, hey if it isn't ron swan suck um <laughs> and uh, and he explains like, this is why I'm doing this. I'm sick of the whole parks and rec gang. Uh, Tom pushed me in a swimming pool. The nurse won't have sex with me. Uh, now swan suck punches me in the mouth. Um, it's what I call payback time. And every, and just, Tom's like, everybody calls it that. Um, so, and, uh, April's like, well, you're not going to win 50 million. And Jeremy's whole thing is like, I'm not going to not win nothing. <laughs> so uh <laughs> logic man yeah and uh april's like this guy's a joke he's gonna get thrown out but tom points out that those are john ralphio's lawyers <laughs> they got him sixty thousand dollars because he got too scared at a haunted house <laughs> and and i love ron's reaction is like because he knows he knows yeah. john ralphio like he knows it works it's ridiculous yeah, yeah. so good um so uh they're in the deposition and andy's first um and andy as he's doing his whole uh explanation of the events um uses alias a lot and um he talks about how ron used appropriate force to further pre prevent further damage to the wedding of leslie nope aka my other boss um and uh and the lawyers like you sound like you have a special interest in law enforcement and this then leads andy to reveal that you know he uh wanted to be a cop but was deemed unfit because he pooched the brain exam as he said um so just to be safe i wouldn't take anything too seriously uh and jeremy is like yes um because andy's response is like his explanation is truthful and accurate but he then says like ah, my brain doesn't work good so uh so the next witness april comes in and she's like ronnie i mean i've never heard him threaten or hurt anything he's like a vegetarian <laughs> uh and uh he's just a big old soft teddy bear uh and ron you can see like he's boiling inside with this this label of a veg vegetarian and the nickname softy pants mchuggable um and so so that then tom's is uh coming comes in and the lawyer says have you ever heard mr swanson say he intended to injure councilman jam before and tom says no ron doesn't really pay much attention to other people I doubt he even knew you existed. <laughs> um, so, which is like, you could totally see that with Ron, but we'll try sure. to find out. Ron definitely knew Jeremy existed and he definitely wanted to hurt, uh, hurt Jeremy when he had the chance. So, um, yeah, so the goes to a talking head and Ron is like, Tom and April were excellent witnesses in my defense. Unfortunately, everything they said was a lie. Um, there's only one thing I hate more than lying, skim milk. Which is which is water that's lying about being milk, which one of the all time best Ron Swanson quotes. <laughs> I have never agreed with Ron more in my life. <laughs> my mom 
We went from a 2% milk family, like most Americans, I believe. Oh, it's the worst. To a skim milk yeah. family, like overnight with no warning, no warning at all. And I'm just like pouring it in my cereal one morning as I like, as like an 11 year old, because I'm eating a healthy breakfast of mm-hmm. Captain Crunch with crunch berries. I, I mean, you got to live. Um, and uh, my my whole life was ruined at that moment when I was like, oh, this is. What is this? What happened <laughs> in my bowl? And I was I was very upset. It's like when so, you're at a restaurant and you have you have Sprite and you, but you re, you accidentally grab your water glass. Mm-hmm. And, you, and exactly you drink it the same. Exactly it's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. <laughs> I mean, I don't think going from two percent to skill milk. <laughs> that is like Sprite to water have ever been spoken. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So Ron is not happy, and so. Cuts to him talking to his uh, defense team uh, in, um, in like a, was it the lobby or the conference room? I can't remember. In another room. And Tom is like, I don't understand. I was great. My testimony, my testimony was amazing. And Ron's like, but it wasn't true. And neither was yours. And he leans over and he's like, April, you call me a vegetarian. What if that leaks? How will <laughs> people ever respect me? <laughs> um, and so April's like, the truth is stupid. Uh, and Tom's like, yeah, line is all I know. And then he tells the story of Slumdog Millionaire uh, and, and makes it his own life. And then he says, you should be more like Andy, who said the truth about everything he was asked, even when it was humiliating for him. And he's like, that's right. I love telling the truth. <laughs> Case of point, sometimes when I blow my nose, I get a boner. I don't know why. It just happens. <laughs> truth bomb. <laughs> Nobody needed to know that at all um <laughs> so uh so ron's like you're gonna go back in there and you're going to recant your testimony and you're gonna you're gonna tell the truth you committed perjury but you dishonored yourselves and so ron the man of honor is standing up for what's right even if it's going to cost him many pounds of money um <laughs> so jeremy is like oh so you want to recant everything and so tom is first he's like yeah i did in fact hear ron swans that say he intended to injure jeremy jam and uh, and so he's like, tell us about it. And so Tom says, which time? <laughs> and so they work down. And so we cut to all these different times where Ron first sees Jeremy uh, coming through and and tells him, oh, he's like, who is that? And Jeremy's like, that's city councilman. Uh, and uh, he's like, I've never met Ron. I've never met him, but he could use a swift punch in the face. <laughs> and uh, and then another time, uh, 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 sorry, I lost. Oh, Tom is recounting the the story of when he pushed him in the pool and Ron's like, good for you. If it were me, I would have just punched him in the face. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then another time where Ron is staring out the window and he could see Jeremy across the courtyard. And he's like, what's up, Ron? He's like, just daydreaming about punching jam in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, and then Tom's like, there were a few other times, too. <laughs> and Ron's like, we get the picture. And so Jeremy's like, no, you got to get the whole testimony on the record. Keep going. Um, and so. When April comes to do hers, um, then uh, the lawyer's like, it's quite clear that on numerable occasion, uh, Ron wanted to punch Jeremy in the face. Um, and April's like, yeah, but he says a lot of things. He talks about overthrowing the government, but he never does that. Um, and <laughs> so, oh, too close, too close. Um, <laughs> I don't think Ron would have gone down to the Capitol on January 6th because there would have been too many people there. That's our That's real true. only uh, defense against the, the strength of a- Ron. He's a one man coup. Yeah. He's he's too oh, powerful. What a, that's that's the next that's the next movie. One man coup? One man coup. What if that's it was That's a dumb name. Never mind. <laughs> the problem with that is that when it's on the poster I'm I'm too many I'm people surrection. would say <laughs> I'm surrection. <laughs> that's the sequel. <laughs> no, that's the byline. Like <coughs> one man coup. <laughs> one Poland. man coup. I'm surrection. <laughs> I'm surrection. <laughs> <laughs> this is going bad. So, uh, Jer- Jer- uh, April uh, says, like, you know, yeah, Ron never throws the overthrows the government, and then Ron gives his exact um, and uh, clear depiction of the events. And he says, on the night I punched Councilman Jam in the face, I warned him several times to back off, and instead he attacked me twice. Truthfully, I barely registered his attack. He's incredibly frail, and his arms are weak. When I punched him, he dropped so quickly, I thought he was diving toward the ground. I regret nothing. <laughs> the end. <laughs> uh, and Jeremy's like, oh, this is great. 
you got jammed by your own team. Self jam. Uh, I'll see you in court and bring your checkbook. And Ron just looks at him and is like, I would like to punch you in the face again. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, let's get out of here. So then uh, the uh, April and Tom and Ron are, are talking and April's like, well, we told the truth and Jam's going to win. What do we do? And uh, Ron's like, I'm going to do what they tell me. I'm going to follow the orders. Um, and do you know if you can pay court ordered settlements in gold? All of my money's in gold. I, I also have some palladium. <laughs> so what were we going to say? No, nothing. Oh, I heard words. So I was like, oh, okay. But don't worry about it. Uh, and so Ron's like, what if it's a, Tom says, if what's a huge amount, are you going to be okay? And Ron's response is, I don't actually know how much money I have, but I do know how many pounds of money I have. <laughs> and Andy's like, that is the coolest thing. Uh, and uh, yeah, so now they're like, uh, April's like, oh, do we have to go do something nice now? Because uh, Tom's like, I feel like this is all our fault. So cut to Jeremy's office and he's talking about being with John Cougar Mellencamp at that music fest um, and uh, being attracted to a woman. Uh, and uh, I want to make some notes about this. I was with John Cougar Mellencamp at that music fest. I think he was attending a concert where John Cougar Mellencamp was playing. And Jeremy <laughs> is saying I was there with him. Just as I was also there with, uh, uh, oh, I can't even think of a concert I've been to. <laughs> Oh, my brain just totally disappeared on concerts. I was there with DC Talk. <laughs> no, Jason, you were not there with them. So that's my read on John Cougar Mellencamp. Um, and so April comes yeah, in I and was, hangs up the I, phone. Yeah, I was just gonna you, say, yeah, I was a, I, I was with, I was with Bono at that Earth. Yeah, technically, we're all here together, and <laughs> if you really think about it, we're all in outer space. What a truth bomb! Um, Boom. Yeah. So, uh, so April comes in, hangs up the phone and, and Jeremy's like, that was important. Uh, and, and April says, game's over. We found lies in your affidavit. There are 11 lies line under, under and Andy says line under oath is called perjury and they should know they did it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Jeremy's like, well, maybe I may have said some inaccurate things. Let me see. And he reaches for the, the folder and Tom starts pretending to be injured. It's like, oh, you, my wrist, you twisted my arm like a maniac. You, and April's like, you monster. And Tom's like, ah, oh, you assaulted me. I'm injured. And he falls down on the ground and Andy starts freaking out. It's like, oh, Tom, are you okay? Um, and Jeremy's like, I see what you're doing. I did barely touched you. And April's like, that's not what I saw. And Andy is getting more and more panicked as Tom is writhing, uh, writhing on the floor. He's like, someone please tell me if Tom's okay. Um, and uh, it's more, and once again, more like a golden retriever when you're oh, yeah. goofing around with someone like wrestling and they're coming in like, what is like, I need to save my people. Yes. Yes. Even though my they're God, both my people it, and but I love both of you, but something wrong is happening. Stop. Please stop. Yeah. And there will be barking and probably peeing in the corner. Um, and I, I can only imagine and, that Andy peeing and then, in the corner. And then your dog comes in. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Jeremy then is like, all right, shut up about the affidavit. I'll drop the suit. And then they pick up Tom and like, hurry, let's get you into surgery. Um, and so Jeremy then calls his lawyers like, yeah, it's me. We got jammed. <laughs> oh, it's got to be Paul. <laughs> yeah, Paul, the lawyer. Um, so they got jammed and now uh, they're going to drop the suit. So Ron still has all his pounds of money. Oh, I don't know how much money I have, but I know how many pounds of money I have. So cool. <laughs> all right. So the the title of this episode is Partridge, and that's where we find Leslie and Ben as they are in Partridge, Minnesota. Um, and come to find out, Ben has been invited to the city to receive the key to the city. Um, and they're so excited. It's like, wow, all these things have uh, finally come up for Ben. Um, and Leslie points out they gave the mayor, the city to every other former mayor. Um, and, uh, and she's like, but I guarantee you that none of them has a cute as bud as you. And Ben's response is, and none of them caused the city's unemployment rate to hit 30%, which is a lot <laughs> for one town. Like 6% unemployment is like where people are like, I don't know, things don't seem great. Um, and, uh, 30% is a lot. So, um, yeah, so they are, so Ben Leslie explains that he, uh, with a talking head that when he was kid mayor, um, he 
put all the money into the sports complex called Ice Town. Town went bankrupt. Um, and so, yeah, so they're excited about this new chapter. And so, um, so Leslie goes to Leslie and Ben go to his sister's house, Stephanie. Um, and so she's trying to learn more about uh, Ben's family and his growing up years. Uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, she's like, all right, we're sisters. So we have to get to know each other. Um, and, uh, and so she gets out the, the binder to ask some questions. Um, and Stephanie is pretty amazed that Leslie has a binder. Of course, list, listener, you, you are not amazed by binders. We see binders all the time. And so the first question she asks Stephanie is who were Ben's high school girlfriends and what base do you think he got to? <laughs> Ben's like, uh, what? what? What's happening? What, what's happening? <laughs> um, so, when was the last time you used a binder? A binder, like yeah. a uh, like a binder, like a like a three ring binder for any anything. I would probably say like four years ago. What were you doing? Teaching a class. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I had all my material in a binder because um, I was because I don't have an office at the university, so I was like, how do I? How can I transport this reliably? All my material and uh, yeah, so I put it all in a binder. But never, I I I started with the binder and was very like focused on it, but then quickly abandoned it. <laughs> so it's like this is a lot of work. I'm just gonna read it off my iPad. Um, <laughs> so because I'm cool like that. Um, so then Ben is. Uh, we cut back to them. He's practicing his speech and um, and. Leslie is crying because she's just so proud of him. And uh, as she's thinking about all of this and all where they're going in their future and the children and America and Stephanie, like, Oh, I didn't think about all that, but it was good. Um, and Ben is like <laughs> sweaty and he needs to go to the bathroom again. And Stephanie's like, that's like five times in an hour. And I was like, well, he's just nervous. Um, I don't blame him. Uh, and uh, Les- Stephanie's like, he, he didn't even, he didn't really leave on good terms here. And then they hear in the background, uh, Ben, like, crying out um and uh, they run to the bathroom and they see him on the ground and he's writhing in pain and he's like i think i'm giving birth is that possible no right um <laughs> and uh and he's like i think i'm having twins <laughs> cut to the cut to the hospital and uh they find out that he has a kidney stone and the doctor's just like a big sucker too <laughs> so we're gonna have to keep him here over until it passes um and ben is like Leslie and Dr. Clipperton. Wow. <laughs> so glad you guys are meeting. Um, and uh um, and so he's totally high on morphine. And um, and so Ben is, you know, in his own world. Um, and he's like, Leslie, come here. Do you know how beautiful you are? You're like a flower, no, like a snug bug or like a snugger doodle or something like that. We should just, you know, go for it. Life. <laughs> <laughs> um and so uh leslie looks to the doctor it's like she doesn't have any response to this looks to the doctor like we have the thing we have to go to and the doctor's like no sorry ice town you're not going anywhere for at least a day now <laughs> even I the doctor <laughs> yes yeah. even the doctor calls ben wyatt ice town <laughs> so. and for how much they hate him i was i was a little worried like at that point it's like what else have they given him like that's the he's he's vulnerable it's the perfect town for time for yeah. revenge. Yeah, he's weak. Um, and uh, and so as Leslie's like, all right, well, I'll call the mayor and we'll just have to reschedule. And Ben's like, no, this town expects me to wuss out. I'm making that speech. And I'm simply going to explain to the crowd that love is everywhere and they have to surrender <laughs> the flow of the universe. And then he's like, the price is on. Right is on, I think. <laughs> and then he starts getting emotional. He's like, oh, you remember staying home sick from school watching The Price is Right? <laughs> We have talked about this. Oh, we love the prices, right? I love the prices, right? We watched it last week. We watched it on the 4th of July because that's how we roll. Yeah, uh, that's I'm really proud of you. I have not watched the Thanks. prices, right? For a long time. Uh, I watched I'm it. We watched busy. a small, small. <laughs> it's only come on, man. It's not at 10 o'clock. Yeah, what are you doing exact- at 10 o'clock? <laughs> Generally working, Re- recording, a, recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah. As we're speaking, it is 10 o'clock right now. I can't watch the prices right and do this at the same time. Um, oh, and on unrelated <laughs> note, I have to go. <laughs> I did see, though, a commercial for the prices, right? Like talking about, um, hey, new episodes or whatever. And they still yeah. have them all in like tiny booths of isolation. 
And they do. I, and I was, I was sad by that. Like, when are we going to get back to pre-pandemic prices right? That's right. when I know yeah. we've, we've recovered. When all these strangers are in the room together making their, their customized shirts about like kissing Drew Carey um, and how Bob Barker was better. How far they traveled to get there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And spay, spay new to your pets. Like how positive they are. They have COVID. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> that's when I'll know we're better. One, <laughs> one COVID, Drew. <laughs> I, yeah, I would like to get 48 COVIDs. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so Leslie tells Mayor Stice that Ben is sick, and the mayor is played by none other than J.K. Simmons, who is a national treasure. Absolutely, Everything he's in is automatically better. He's so great. Um, yeah, if you don't, if you don't mind a lot of cussing, Whiplash is a fantastic movie. That is like, a good movie. It is not, it is not a family friendly movie, but it is so, so good in my opinion. I watched, I watched that movie. Coming home from an international flight, on an international flight, I was very tired, and uh, it was such a good movie. I, w- I stayed up for the whole thing. I was like, I got to see if this wins. Does he ever actually land on the beat? Um, <laughs> so, uh, Are you ahead yeah, so, or are you dragging? <laughs> this is my band, um, and no one drags in my band. Uh, so, uh, Leslie, state farm- is he- yeah, he's the state farmers. Farm guy. He's farmers, right? State farm or farmers we are farmers yes farmers yeah um yeah and he's also the uh the dad in juno he is the uh j jonah jameson in multiple universes it's good <laughs> it's good it's good so it's amazing um yeah so he's upset and bummed like we did all this stuff uh to for uh for him and he probably has an acute case of wimping out <laughs> and uh, she's like stephanie says he has kidney stones we have proof which what proof did they bring like he's still passing the stone um and uh and so she plays a His video. video yeah that's it that's right uh, he plays a video for him in the hospital and he's saying i never gave miles davis proper shrift like i just didn't get into it <laughs> <laughs> uh and so he yeah so the mayor is upset and uh, and uh ben calls and uh, Leslie, do you want me to come back? He's like, nah, I'm goody goody. You do your thing, baby Smurf. <laughs> um, and uh, and so Leslie's like, yeah, it seems like everybody's here. They're having fun, and uh, the town mascot is here. And and Ben's like, Fred the sled. <laughs> <laughs> they only bring him out for special occasions. <laughs> um, and- he's like a he's like an NHL like third tier <laughs> mascot. Like it's so. Yeah, well, so terrible. This is, this so is what bad. He is he's Partridge's little Sebastian? No oh, one man. cares outside of Partridge. Partridge, right? No one right, cares right. about little Sebastian outside of uh, outside of Pawnee. And so Ben. Now we see Ben has this thing that he's like, no, this is important. It's Fred the sled. Um, <laughs> the universe is love. And Leslie's <laughs> response to him is, just stay away from sharp things. <laughs> Good advice. Good advice. Um, so cut to the event and the mayor is talking about, uh, he's doing his speech. He's like, but now 20 years later, <laughs> so he's finally healed from the festering wound of ice town. <laughs> and just the way, the way he delivered JK delivers it is just, he's so on point with this delivery. Yeah. And, uh, and so, so much disdain. We put those horrible, painful memories behind us <laughs> as we welcome back the mayor who made all of that possible. Ben Wyatt. And he's disappointed because Ben's not there, but he <laughs> lowers a banner that says, welcome home, ice clown. And uh, Les is like, oh, that's a typo. That is a major typo. That says ice clown. Um, and then she realized, oh, this is not a typo. And and then somebody in the crowd looks at Stephanie. And he's like, hey, aren't you your, his sister? And she runs away. Good luck, Leslie. <laughs> um, and uh, and so then the mayor's like, well, uh, here to accept the key for the city of Partridge because Ben Wyatt is in, is conveniently ill. His wife, Leslie, nope. And she opens the case and water comes out. And the mayor says uh, it was made. The, the key was made of ice. And much like the hopes and dreams of the people of Partridge, it melted away. <laughs> And then she, he cuts to it, like puts his hand over the microphone. Again, this would all be way more satisfying if Ben was here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Leslie gets up and like, I, I, I want to point out that we drove all the way here from Pawnee, which is a city with some class, by the way. And if she tries to give a defense to Leslie or to Ben, 
and Ben's watching from the the, the hospital room. He's like, "Hi, Leslie," um, <laughs> and uh, and um, Leslie's like, "We were hoping that you would finally be able to forgive him." And the mayor's like, "If it's so important, then where is he?" Uh, and he's in the hospital. He's got a calcified rock lodged in his penis. Uh, so, um, uh, and she says, "Ben Wyatt is the best thing that ever came out of this crap town." To which and a person in the crowd says, what about Julie Garland? She lived here for a while. And then another one says, and Lee Jansen. And he's a golfer. He's pretty good. <laughs> and uh, and Leslie's only response is he's better than Lee Jansen. And he's better than Julie Garland. It's like, that's crazy. Julie Garland's amazing. Um, and so uh, she says, he's better than all of you because he cared about this town. And he tried to help. So screw you, Partridge. And and then as she's walking around and she points at Fred the sled and says, a Fred uh, or a Fred, a sled is a stupid mascot right in Fred Agreed. the sled's face. Like you could see the sadness which is, in the man which is who cut. is Fred the sled. <laughs> in his stupid face that is cut out of the, the center of <laughs> a sled. sled. That's, like, why that's the mascot. Is, why is it just a, a helmet sled? Like it, it's a rectangle. It could be his whole body could be a sled. <laughs> nope. Right in the middle. It's so stupid. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's I you know what? No one is gonna get it. I that's what I'm going for is Halloween. Just Fred, Fred the, the sled. sled. I love it. Yeah. Do it. I'm excited now. You should have a, a whole like parks and rec theme for your family for Halloween. You go as uh you could be Fred the Fred sled. The sled. Uh, little Sebastian. Casey <laughs> can be uh DJ Blunt. <laughs> uh <laughs> You, uh, Carrie can be Jeremy Jam. <laughs> Love it. I don't think she would like it, but she can be. Oh, and uh, and then uh, who can who can Emma be? Donna. <laughs> Donna. Oh. Uh, mm. No. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll no. think about it. We'll think about it. We'll, we'll think about um, it. Yeah, maybe Jane Jane Calizamo. Calizamo. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> okay. Uh. Yeah, somebody's got to be John Ralphio. Now that I think about it, it's a lot of hair. It is a lot of hair. Well, anyway, we'll we'll, we'll workshop ha- it. Halloween's next week or something, so don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, for some people listening to this, Halloween will be next week. <laughs> if you think about that, the universe is love. Um, <laughs> so Leslie's back at the hospital, and she's like, "I'm glad you're feeling better." Um, or uh, they they're in the parking lot and they're leaving, and uh, he's like, "Yeah." he's taking a pill. He's like, you got about 20 minutes before I get all loopy again. Um, and then he's let me see the key. And it's like, Oh, they took it back. They wanted to get it engraved. And then he's like, Oh, I see. This is a, this is a setup, wasn't it? Um, and, uh, and he's like, they're just going to make fun of me. And I was like, yes. And he's like, ice town was a, deba- a debacle. They'll never get over it. Um, and, uh, and, Leslie was like, I'm so sorry. You've done so many awesome things. And for them to treat you this way, it's not fair. And then he's like, we got one more stop to make. Tuck in your shirt. We're going to City Hall. <laughs> I love the tuck in your shirt line. Yeah. Like, we're going to City Hall. Like, even if you don't like it, it's still government and we must respect it. Yeah. Tuck in your shirt. We're going to City Hall. Um, and so uh, they're in the mayor's office. And let's just, let me <laughs> apologize be awesome to you. That would be that? a ridiculous line just to, like in an action movie. Right. Like, yeah. That, uh, to just be a ridiculous line if you're in the middle, like Vin Diesel turns to, uh, you know, well. Vin Diesel, because he's playing two characters in the same movie. And he says, tuck in your shirt, we're going to City Hall. What if it's Vin Diesel, but he's playing, like, Groot is also in this movie. (laughs) Tuck in your bark, we're going to City Hall. Oh, wow, that's terrible. I know, that sounds awful. Uh, So, Leslie and Ben are in the mayor's office, and she's apologizing, and we had no, she's like, we had no right to disparage your town. And you can see Ben is not all there, um, because his his morphine or whatever pill he's on is starting to take take effect. (laughs) And and then the mayor says, well, you know, I'm I'm sorry, you know, I've been having some bad publicity, and it's just really easy to score points by bashing Wyatt. Um, and so then I was like, well, can you give them a key to city now while we're in your office? There's no shame. Um, and, uh, and Ben's like, no worries. I love you. Uh, and, and then mayor's like, you know, if people found out I gave Wyatt the key, I would never get reelected. Uh, so no. And then he's like, what are you doing there, Wyatt? And it cuts to Ben, it zooms out to Ben and he's holding like food up to the bronze Eagle that is on the <laughs> mayor's desk. He's like, I'm feeding your Eagle. He's starving. <laughs> Unless he's like, it's bronze, babe. Why? 
Why? <laughs> and then he's like, all right, uh, we should go. And so they leave. Um, and then it cuts to where uh, Ben tells one of his great stories. Um, do you want to tell the story here? My friend Jack and I used to fish this lake in the summer. One time, our boat almost slipped over, but then it didn't. <laughs> it's not a great story. Uh, and <laughs> so, yeah, I had a pretty uneventful <laughs> childhood. Um, and then uh, he's like, well, I got you something. And they take out, she takes out a, a case that has the key in it. Um, and she's like, I stole this from the mayor's office. Um, and she's like, you should have it. And Ben's like, you're the best in the, wi- in the wife in the world, but I don't want this. I, I love Partridge, but I have Pawnee now. And so he's like, uh, and, and he's like, I have you. And Leslie's like, well, I'm not giving it back. And she's like, well, you know what then? Uh, and he gets up and he just throws it into the lake. And then a ranger comes and says, hey, lake's not a garbage can, pal. And Ben's response is, yeah, it was symbolic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to, if I ever get caught littering, which I don't litter, but ever, ever I do. I'm if, just say, if I ever. <laughs> it, it was symbolic. <laughs> and then the ranger's like, hey. Is that Ben White? Get out of here, Ice Town! And they run away. Um, and that's the end of See, the episode. In, in, in my in my Parks and Recreation fan fiction, I, I like to think like um, he throws the key into the lake, and that unlocks the actual Ice Town. Like it was there all the time. Oh my like, word! Yeah, the that key, would be amazing. Like the key was like they had found it, and they were keeping it from. The, the ice people that lived and yeah. that's why it's the lake because it's all melted and so they throw it in there it goes down and then it rises up but they're running away so they never see this but then the yeah. ice town rises up from the lake i, I just love it yeah and then ben really does save partridge he does yeah, yeah. and all and all of those people are his, like the, the legion of people like follow ben ben is not the ice clown he's he's the ice king i love it yeah so I can Valid- see. Validation. I can, I can see the shot with the key, fl- like sinking yeah, straight exactly, right, down, right, settling in the in the murk, right, and then, and then a fish coming and <laughs> ca- bumping it, causing it to turn the key, <laughs> yes. and then like a like, blue glow, yeah, a blue glow, of course, because it's ice and like it's ice, a like a a frozen trident coming up through the door <laughs> of that just opened. And then on top right. of the trident is like an uh, uh, like an ice merman kind of like 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 from the Little Mermaid, um, merman like a a castle of ice that's yes. coming, uh, and, and it destroys the lake, and many lives are lost. But I mean, th- this is the cost of progress, and yeah, I love it, I love it. And then the ice people they they realize like we have been oppressed for too long by these partridgeites. Mm-hmm. And so then there is a, a, a war of ice and fire and, and like people yeah. sing songs about it. And, and then, um, dragons come from, from the West. Ice dragons? People, well, a v- variety of dragons. Um, but dragons come from the West and they're led by a queen named Daenerys. And, um, and, and she has rallied a, a group of people who are, uh, oppressed and under the thumb and neglected and they speak dothraki um and they love horses and and they come uh, to horses. fight against uh the the lannisters and uh who and 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 cersei who is uh the wicked queen on the throne but then there's this guy named mm-hmm. john snow and we're like how does he fit right. into all of this are they ever going to answer any of these questions uh acceptably and the answer is no um and then uh danny dies cersei dies Everybody dies except John. Um, and you're like, is that the end of the story? I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah it is. That's you it. Really thought that, you've really thought this out. Yeah, I, I think this is a great, great uh, conclusion or uh, carry on secondary spinoff series from Parks and Rec. Oh, man, I hope it. <laughs> yeah, I do hope it ends well, though. Yeah, it all depends on whether or not the writer actually finishes his books. Yeah, so, <laughs> that would be good. All right. Well, work, I'll work on it. I'll, 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 I'll work on my fan, my my light fan fiction and uh, see if I can't weave a rich tapestry of all of those things that you just randomly mentioned for out yeah. of the blue. Yeah, I think what you, what it really needs is a a rich backstory um, mm-hmm. with all of these like different kingdoms fighting against each yeah. other. It, I yeah. mean, you could even call it like a Game of Thrones 
where the, the people in charge are in competition to have power. Because oh, it's an it's an ice kingdom. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, right, right. So, I like it. Yeah. I think it would work. All right. Well, I'm glad I'm glad we figured that out. Yeah. Any tri- any other trivia that you found from this episode? <laughs> uh just one that was semi-interesting that was um are you are you ready f- for this? I'm so ready. Michael Schur is a so, huge fan of David Foster Wallace uh-huh, and the American uh, author of Infinite Jest, which came out right. in 1996. Mm-hmm. And this episode was an homage to that book. And uh, I've never read that book, so I don't get it. I haven't read that book either. I just know, I think I have a copy of it. <laughs> I, it's one of those books that is like, I would like to have read that, but <laughs> I have not. <laughs> um yeah so it came out 96 i graduated in 96 i'm not you know people get all weird about ages and times when they graduate but it's fine 96 a long time ago and uh I, that was when i graduated like, i'm not gonna read anymore i'm done with school so that's on <laughs> if they wanted me to read it they should have put it out earlier yeah david foster wallace should have written this book faster yeah infinite um, jest yeah. we don't all have infinite time all right, we Reed. should stop because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have put the you gotta go do something. enough. Yeah, well, I did get a text that my dogs are ready uh, to be brought home. So I'm right. enjoying well, a little bit of time without them. So hey, we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, thanks. Look at that. Every, look at that, everybody. Jason's putting aside his dogs. But speaking of dogs, next uh, week's episode or next podcast episode, Animal Control. Yes, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. All right. All right. Then I'll well, see you then and bring your dogs. Yeah. Listener, if you have any complaints, uh, we don't want to hear about it, but you do. <laughs> we do want to hear you reviewing and liking our show and telling your friends like if, especially, and your enemies. If you really hate it, tell your enemies. Tell them they'll love it. Um, so, yeah. So we'll All talk complaints to you later. Can go to conversations and parks at AOL.com. Yes. If you can find it. All right. Well, then, Jeremy, Bye. I'll talk to you later, sir. Okay. Okay.